everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from unseasonably warm Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today. You almost Dan. lost the word show. You almost couldn't I almost think said of the word on the Dan today show. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about a story that ProPublica broke about Utah's welfare system. Yeah. The riveting stuff. Uh, it is riveting. It's shocking. <laughs> it's really shocking. I'm not, I was not prepared for it, to be perfectly honest uh, with you. Uh, and you, you would think that as long as you and I have been sort of staring down the uh, the Utah State government mm-hmm. and the Mormon Church mm-hmm. that we would have seen this coming. I mean, it, it it's the kind of thing that makes perfect sense once you hear it. Which is it's the kind of thing that you that that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You you kind of you're like, oh, well, well I guess they would do that. <laughs> but so, it's also like, what the fuck? Yeah, we're gonna. So we'll get into that second half of the show. Hopefully that teased you enough. Oh, do you feel teased? Yeah. Dirty birds. Uh, Dan. Yes. um, Are you as big a fan of Dr. Oz as I am? No. uh, I think probably yes. (laughs) But but that means. That that would be on the negative side. (laughs) So not a fan at all. No. Uh, Yeah. Dr. Oz, uh, who, if you don't know who Dr. Oz is, he's got, he's the star of the Dr. Oz show, um, which didn't it kind of come on the heels of, of Oprah? Oprah, oh, Oprah unleashed him him onto the world, uh, right? Like there, there was, I, I saw a tweet recently that was like, I love Oprah, but I will never forgive her for unleashing Drs. Oz and Phil, uh, Phil on yeah. the world. No kidding. Well, anyway, Dr. Oz uh, has announced that he's running for uh, Senate, U.S. Senate uh, <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Um, and what's so it's alarming uh, on on the side of, you know, he's a quack. He is. He is, to be clear. These our our distaste for him is not personal. It no. is because he is a doctor, right? Who promotes horrible, bad science, like oh. bad, like the, pseudoscience nonsense. Yeah, constantly. Uh, he, you know, he uh, he was behind um, all all behind uh, the hydrochloroquine, the hydroxychloroquine, yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, thank you. And he's play he's downplayed COVID deaths. Um, he's all, he, uh, has promoted raspberry ketones for burning fat. Um, he says that you can sleep with a la- bar of lavender soap, just sleep with it in bed with you to help with your leg cramps. Sure. These, these are things that he's on, on record, uh, yeah. for, uh, green coffee bean extract to lose weight. Uh, using strawberries to whiten your teeth. To be clear, like it's every all... every time he promotes one of these, he's promoting a specific company that provides it. Yes, that he is getting money from. Absolutely, like it is never uh, his medical opinion; it is his financial opinion yeah. that you should promote that you should try these things. So, of course, we we don't like quackery on this show. No, but that's not enough to like bring have have somebody. You know, we normally wouldn't talk about Dr. Phil running for, for Dr. Oz or Dr. Oz. Yeah. I don't know. Which one would you rather have Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
It, it's like, do you want to watch a car crash or a train wreck? It's <laughs> anyway, normally that probably wouldn't be enough for, for us to, to mention him. Uh, however, did you know uh, that he, if he actually <laughs> wins, a, uh, ends up in the Senate, he would be the first practicing Muslim in the, in the Senate, in the U S Senate. Which makes sense. I'm not surprised there aren't any already. Right. But I didn't even know he was a practicing Muslim. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't doesn't play it up. No, uh, that's for sure. But anyway, he, um, is he he, running as a Republican? As a Republican. Okay. Uh, he of course was a, uh, a a medical advisor, science advisor to Donald Trump. That's Uh, correct. That makes sense. (laughs) This is all just like. Oh, golly. Um, but he seriously was like a top heart surgeon. Like he's, he was a, a real deal, like head of his field type. And then he wound up on television and now he's just like lost it. Right. Well, I mean, but he was like, he was at Columbia university's medical school. Um, and back in 2015, a bunch of prominent doctors called on Columbia uh, university to, uh, the medical Dean to remove Oz from the medical school's faculty because they're like, this guy, he, you can't have him. He's not, <laughs> he can't be out there promoting basically witchcraft, you know, yeah. <laughs> like hocus pocus, woo. Woo, 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 nonsense. Right. Um, and, and then uh, still get and to then teach he still gets to be medicine. on your board and have all the prestige that or not on your board, be on your faculty and right. have all the prestige that comes along with that. That's it no. tarnishes the the institution. Yeah, but uh, Doctor Fa- Doctor Oz is still there oh apparently, and he is uh, the director of Columbia's Integrative Medicine Center. Oh, oh, uh, integrative medicine, uh, of mm-hmm, course, which combines conventional medicine with non traditional treatments such as yoga. And meditation. And coffee beans. And, and sleeping with a soap. And sleeping with lavender soap. Among <laughs> the just long, like, the, the incredible list of just crazy nonsense the man has promoted on his show. Right. He does, I mean, here's the thing. I used to have a sense, like my sense of like how much I should respect a doctor. Mm. How much I should respect a lawyer. Mm. Uh, all those things. This era, mm. the last four years of our world, uh, uh, four to five years, has really given me a good sense of how misplaced a lot of my respect was. Mm. Because ding-dongs, like genuine ding-dongs, <laughs> can make it through law school. Yeah. That, like, Oh, yeah. Like Rudy Giuliani has made it clear to me, oh, oh, no, you, that's that's not... You you just have to know how you just have to be able to do the homework. You don't yeah. you don't need to be actually smart or anything. And then and then you look at like this Oz and uh, and Oz, he may be yes. I have no problem believing he was a brilliant heart surgeon. Mm-hmm. That's mechanics. You know what I mean? Like that. He's uh he's just getting he's just opening the hood and and tuning up. Mm. And he's probably great at it. He's got great hands. He understands everything about the about the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't make him, you know, someone to listen to about a bunch well, I mean, of other stuff. You know, a lot of uh, people kind of mistake expertise in one specific area uh, as broadly knowledgeable. 
right? Right. And and the, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, yeah, yeah in, in order to get to that level, you've studied a lot. He knows a lot about the human, you know, general anatomy yeah. and everything, of course, right? Right. But he is so focused in on one thing, it doesn't mean he knows all of this other stuff. But like, but we're culturally just predisposed to like, if you are, if you've reached this higher echelon of education, right? Yeah. You got a PhD or you're a medical doctor or whatever. Like th- that means that you're like this, like this source of knowledge. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's just not the case. It's just not the case. It's a narrow lane that a lot of these people are in and don't, don't give them more credit than they're, they're due. Yeah. And uh, speaking of people who don't deserve more credit than they're due, mm-hmm. uh, I have an unfortunate story about Richard Dawkins, uh, the man whose Twitter oh. account we insist must be taken away. Toot sweet! <laughs> who is next to Richard Dawkins? Cancel, just delete his account. Say <laughs> it was an accident. He's too over. old to figure it out. <laughs> just, just unlog him in. Yeah. Just log him out. Log him out. He does not know his password. <laughs> um, somebody, please. Uh, the most recent thing, his big, his big thing these days is uh, that he is anti-trans. He is not okay. He is just a fucking dick ad- about the whole trans thing. Mm. Um, so he he recently tweeted a, uh, a link to the to a quote declaration on women's sex-based rights. It's, it's this terrible organization that has put this together. That is basically just there to deny trans women, uh, rights, mm-hmm. um, and separate trans women from women's rights mm-hmm. and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It, it is just a stupid ugliness. And he is, he is just an increasingly old man who is, who, who doesn't want to look like, you know, he's a biologist. He is a scientist. Mm -hmm. He completely ignores the science, the the current science on transgenderism and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, gender and sex in general. He's a, he should know this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, he, he has decided that he's going to be best friends with JK Rowling and, and just go down the ignorant path on that. Yeah. It's uh it's very it's very frustrating. Um and it's why we can't have nice things. So what's what's new? What's just he just I mean <laughs> that's what's new. He he did the thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. He's anti-trans. That's Yeah. It I just you know Oh, okay. okay it's okay. just one of those things where I uh, you know I we as a as a as a movement mm-hmm have lionized this man mm-hmm. and for a lot of good that he has done mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, but now we have to start asking ourselves, uh, who's going to step in. We need, mm-hmm. we need some new heroes to step in because, or, or rather let's, no. let's not have heroes, no, yeah. but some new luminaries, some new, uh, some new big thinkers, some new good voices, some new good voices. Yeah. Uh, that hopefully aren't, uh, They're more inclusive, a little bit more in line. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody doesn't have to believe the same things that I believe. But everybody, I feel like everybody who considers themselves even mildly humanist mm-hmm. in their approach to the world has to honor the humanity of humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
You can't, and you can't just take a whole swath of humans who are saying, hey, look, this is my lived experience and mm-hmm. say, yeah, no, nah. Why is it? Because like, why the doubling down? That's what I don't get, right? Like, yeah. Like, why do do the people who come out and say these awful things about the trans community, when they're confronted, they tend to just, it's like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And it's like, it's this like, he's chosen, you know, the, the, the hill that he's going to die on. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, man, I guess so. If that's, I mean, you're going to die on that hill. Yeah. I, and for anyone who's who out there, who's struggling with the idea of, you know, what is this trans thing? Mm -hmm. Or if, you know, if it doesn't make sense to you, fine. Guess what? It doesn't have to make sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. There's a million things in the world that don't make sense to me. They're like, I, there people have all sorts of different experiences that I don't understand. Yeah. All I have to do is just affirm their personhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look, if it's, no one is like, you know, getting gender affirming surgery and going through the hell that trans people go through because they're treated like shit mm-hmm. by society as an attention grab. That's not what's happening. Right. That doesn't, nobody would do that. It's way too much. Right. And if, you, and if you don't believe that, go ahead and just try it. Go out into the world as, you know, and 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 try, you know, living your life as a trans person. You Tyra know? banks it. Yeah, get out like, there. Get out there. Go and do a horrible experiment. Do a horrible. Trying ex- to walk in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> send, the- send us a video of it. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's what people need to do. No. All people need don't to worry, do. Frank. They're not gonna. <laughs> I know. I'm a little worried. Actually, <laughs> don't worry. The people I'm talking to, they're not gonna try it. <laughs> it's fine. No, but like, it, it's just that whole thing of accepting people at, at face value. Yeah. Right. Just, just saying, okay, that's been that is your experience. That is your life. Right. And not sitting there and having to like fight back for whatever reason. Right. I don't get it. That yeah. doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. You know what? I, I, some men are attracted to other men and I don't get it. Yeah. So that's wrong. Wrong. Just go kiss a guy. <laughs> Just get Find out there. Out. Ha- you know what? Blow a guy and, uh, and report back. <laughs> Why not? You know, you might, you might like it. You might enjoy it. You might discover something about yourself. You'll definitely discover something about yourself. (laughs) That's that's a guarantee. Oh, my God. Oh, Dan. Yeah. We did not touch upon this story um, when it first hit. That's good. We try to avoid big stories. (laughs) Well, this isn't really that big of a story. Uh, The Mormon Church, that's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for everybody uh, in case if, if you want to get if, yes if you're feeling nasty <laughs> they have oh god they just have the worst taste in architecture <laughs> they you do. know they really do they've had a couple moments where they've done some things that were kind of nice there's a number of older uh meeting houses chapels here mm-hmm. in salt lake city that are quite lovely but they they don't do that anymore. No, no, no. They um, it is literally 
corporate architecture straight down the line now. Ugh, it's so gross. Um, and then there's their very special buildings, their temples, which are, of course, uh, places of, of the sacred places yeah. of worship and learning. And you have to have, you have to be the only the most worthy of the Mormons get to go in them. Right. Um, or the ones who just so claim to be. They're so special, yeah. these temples. Um, and again, they had a couple hits. They had a couple uh, buildings in different points in their history that are nice looking buildings. Uh-huh. And one of them that is a little bit of an acquired taste, um, but it's still a fun building, is the the Mormon temple down in Provo. It is, it is uh, either <laughs> panned or it's, or you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. It looks like the mothership has landed. <laughs> is what it's, it, it's really a special building. It's got a very it's got a very sort of 60s sci-fi vibe mm-hmm. to it. It's yeah. actually great. I yeah. really like it. I like it too. And uh, the fact that you and I like it is probably why they would not the the church leadership would not like it. They're, they're anyway, yeah, they have the announced they have announced plans um to reconstruct the the temple. And then Thanksgiving week, I believe it was. Uh, so last week, early last week, uh, or mid, it doesn't matter when last week, last week, um, they released some uh, images of what the new remodeled uh, Provo Temple is going to look like. And it is, uh, they're completely taking off. Now, you got to picture this, what it, what it is right now. It's this white box, essentially. It's kind of round. It's it well it is a it is a square with rounded edges. Yeah. And and it has like these nice uh vertical panels that kind of come up with thin windows between them. It looks like lady and fingers. Yeah. Yeah, you could make this out of This is a tiramisu with white frosting. With white frosting. Um and then with a carrot stuck in the middle. And a carrot poking out the right top at the top as a big spire in the middle and it's it's yeah, it's it's not it's a weird building, right? I, I appreciate it, but I get it, yeah, right? Yeah. Nonetheless, they are taking all of that off and they're making it look like one of their just generic temples that they're yeah. building these days. It's it's not good. The and, new the new I mean, what's funny is it's a throwback to like to sort of even earlier stuff. It's not so so they're taking a old architecture that's mm-hmm. that's sort of mid-century and you know a, a mid-century uh, thing, mm-hmm. and then they're throwing it back to like mid-last century. <laughs> yeah, but a, a total gross version. Yeah, of it, a, right? just a nonsense. It's just it, it's just a box now. Yeah, with 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 a pokey spire yeah. at the top. It's, um, it's not good. Like you were saying, the 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 well, the Provo Temple and then its twin Ogden Temple. They were built back in the in the seventies, uh, early seventies. Here's a quote from one early critic. Uh, The early pioneers would not have been so callous in their approach to building uh, or to housing the activities of their faith. He says the basically the, the, these were, these were revolutionary temples, right? They were, they were the temples that were sort of first designed to be really efficient in their interior internal layout. Oh, interesting. Um, So they have multiple endowment rooms Uh that, all feed into a central uh, celestial room. Yeah. 
right? And if you're more, if you're ex-Mormon, that'll mean something to you. Yeah. The rest of you, sorry, we're not going to get into the temple. It's right where now. they do all the hocus pocus. <laughs> but but you're always supposed to end in in the or you do always end in the celestial realm, which right? is traditionally just a white and gold uh, Marriott hotel, hotel lobby. lobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, but the designer, the architect of the temple, he went and visited the Salt Lake City Temple with a stopwatch and he went and did a session and he took, he took notes as to like <laughs> when people were getting like how long they were waiting while they were standing up and moving on to the next room. Because oh. it, it used to be that you would get up and move to the next yeah, yeah. part of the, the, the next part of the endowment would be sort of played out in a, the next room. Yeah. And so he went through and he, he figured out what all these little, well, all these different points were in the, in the ceremony. And then he very carefully designed this new building he to actually be really did, efficient. Actually right? did a architecture. Yeah. You know, and so in the Provo temple, there's escalators going up and down. And like, um, I remember it was clear that they had like all these different like lits, like little lights that would turn on to indicate what's going on at the certain time in the different <laughs> rooms and whatnot. Like as you were like walking in, to the endowment session or room that you were going Number to. Number 23, your order's ready. <laughs> it was basically along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he sort of revolutionized the Mormon temple with this new design, um, which the nicknames uh, that the faithful ended up giving the Mormon or the Provo temple, uh, they called it uh, the Lord's thumbtack, <laughs> uh, sure. the mothership, yeah. uh, the celestial cupcake, uh, carrot top, the carousel, amongst others yeah it's um, a cute building they're ruining everything and, and, i mean yeah. it's what basically the statement now is uh this conflicts with our homogeneity mm -hmm. uh this is this is uh this has personality and we will not abide it no personality anyway there is a petition that's what ended up bringing this to my attention oh okay a, a petition has been formed hundreds of mormons have signed it um urging the church to please preserve the, the the architectural history of the church rather than keep stripping these buildings yeah. of it's not like there are 12 other temples within a 15 minute drive there's yes and they're building more yeah they don't they don't need to do that no they, they they're just someone very high up in the mormon church hates that building and mm -hmm. has always hated that building and has the power to do something and, about it hmm <laughs> Rus Russell Nelson, Rus perhaps? Rusty? <laughs> Listen, you curmudgeon. Just leave the shit alone. All right. Uh, I Okay. Trigger warning. Prep yourselves, everybody. God, this, is a, this is a depressing story. Why? Because uh, I think because it's important. Um, it, it was recently Thanksgiving here in these United States. Mm -hmm. And one uh, Amelia Roseborough had apparently gone uh, on a hunting trip with her father and where she had shot a doe. Mm. Uh, so she, so a successful hunting trip, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, this is in uh, South Carolina. Uh, she came home and, uh, and suddenly others in the household heard a shot fired. Oh. And allegedly uh, it seems that she killed her own child. Oh God. Okay. So uh, the, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's uh, awful. 
apparent and and there's no indication that there was ever any like mental illness or anything like that. Okay. Um, it seems that the reason uh, that this 31 year old shot her son, um, was to get him to heaven. Oh. Uh, which. I mean, that's how the theology works. That's how the fucking theology works. Yeah. And why more people don't come to that conclusion is actually kind of shocking. Everybody comes to that conclusion, but then they realize, oh, I can't kill a child. Like, there is a prevailing, like, interior uh, morality that makes it very clear beyond what the theology says that you just can't kill a child. But if you were... They're just bad Christians because it's clear what the... I mean, it's the the only conclusion to come to is that the, like, if there is the possibility that a person could have eternal torture, Mm -hmm. but you can actually intervene before they reach an age where they are accountable for their actions. Mm -hmm. And you love them so much that you'll go to hell. How is that not the correct choice? Why are we not all killing all of the children? It's, I mean, there's also like, there's a, it's not just a Christianity or religion that, that takes the mind to the same place, right? Like if there's nothing after this life, why do any of us decide to live? Right. Right. Why, why would anybody bring a kid into this world? <laughs> right. Because all you're doing is you are inviting suffering (laughs) well by continuing to live you're just going to continue to suffer right and this is not obviously me saying that like people should go out and kill themselves yeah i'm saying the mind where are you going with this frank the mind goes there right and it's only the 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 mind that needs a lot of help that actually Go, takes it to where she went. Right. Yeah. And and it, yeah, it's very clear that this is a tragedy and I'm not I'm not I don't revel in it at all. No. Uh obviously. But it is one of those things where how do you escape that her conclusion ostensibly? I don't know what, you know, mm-hmm. more more details are are will come out. But how do you uh, I only wanted to bring it up because it seems like the only ethical choice to make you know what i mean like if you can if you can make sure ensure that one or hundreds or thousands of souls can just skip the test christians should be pro-abortion a thousand percent like mad maybe not for themselves but they should be like make it legal and let all the other people do it Mm -hmm. i'm not allowed to my God has told me not to do it, but yeah. this is this is a mitzvah. All of those all of those abortions that they, you know, piss and that they just moan about, right? Cry and freak out. That about. is a soul. That is one one that of God's just, precious children that just went back to Jesus. They got a free ticket to heaven. Yeah. How is that a bad? Thing? How name how that is a bad thing. Oh my God! This is, this is this. I mean, so yeah. we should really be in charge of Christianity. <laughs> should we? We, we well, uh, we obviously have a much better and much more coherent take on it than well. The the problem is do. the problem is the internal incoherence of Christianity is <laughs> is unreconcilable 
they should put us in charge of, of Christianity, at which point we would immediately say, sorry, Christianity is closed. <laughs> We've gone out of business. Call again. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Ay, 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 ay. So sad. Oh, boy. Well, Dan. Yeah. I cannot believe I picked this story to do. <laughs> because it has two very big problems. One, it's a sports story, and we never get them right. right? <laughs> oh, we what always, are you talking about? I'm, a, I'm such, a sports fanatic. We're such sports experts. And then it's uh, Premier League, so uh, which is, of course, UK uh, soccer. Yeah. What, what, what we Americans call soccer, they call football. And uh, we, I, I, we're, we have no, no point of reference here. This, this, this is... I've watched Ted Lasso. I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> oh, so thanks to Ted Lasso, all Americans. Currently... We, we, we get soccer now. I right? went to two professional soccer games this season. So oh, really? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very up on my, on my football. Well, anyway, uh, there's a, a, broad, a, a Qatar-based uh, broadcaster called BN, mm -hmm. B-E-I-N, which... I've seen it before. I always thought it was bien, right? <laughs> oh, like, like bien, like bien. like French. And I, I guess, I guess I don't know. It's if just that's... B N B N B oh. B capital B lowercase e capital I capital N. Oh, B N. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's the B N Media Group, and I, they must have a sports channel. One of their um, better known commentators, uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Muhammad Abutrika. Nailed it. So good. He's a former professional uh, soccer player. Sure. Uh, he's retired. He's Egyptian. He's Muslim. Um, apparently, the Premier League has been doing something called Rainbow Laces. It's this rainbow. It's this campaign to promote, um, or just to show support of the LGBT community. Nice. Right? And so the players who want to participate, it's not mandatory from the sound of it, but those that want to have rainbow shoelaces, boot laces, boot I, laces. I believe that they call them that they call the Why are they the, boots? the footwear of of football kit boots. They're boots. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> uh, the laces on their footwear um, are, are are rainbows. And yeah. So this, of course, this is the whole thing. People just can't help themselves. Gotta, they have to say something. Well, he went on a tirade, apparently. Uh, he criticized the Premier League's uh, campaign. And <laughs> this potentially is going to cause, potentially could cause a problem uh, for Qatar in, in, in a sense, right? Because I guess they're going to be hosting the World Cup. Oh, inter Oh, that's and right. And this has been a controversial thing from the beginning. Yeah. People are, yeah, they're not necessarily happy about this. Um, but BN sounds like they're not too stoked that he said this, this <laughs> stuff. I don't know if they're going to like, you know, discipline mm. him for, for mm. this or anything, but. Well, they're in a really shitty position right now because yeah. of course they agree with him. Yeah. But they know they're not, they know better than to say it. Right. Like, like the official position of a group like that, mm -hmm. that, that is on the international stage mm -hmm. is say nothing yeah, because well, they know that they'll get in trouble. They've come out and they have said, this is their statement as a glo global media group, we represent champion and support people, causes and interests of every single background, 
language and cultural heritage across 43 hugely diverse countries uh, as we show every day. So it's, they're not like coming out and saying, yay, gay rights, but they're, they're basically just saying like, well, we're, I guess the issue is he was a little upset that they're broadcasting these, these games uh-huh. that have these displays of solidarity toward the, the gay community. Dude, it's just, and fucking... so they're just like, we're just, we're going to show it. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's all we can do. Right. Like, because we're trying to just like kind of be something for everyone. Basically, but well, basically that's also not a statement that says we support what that community. statement says to me is please, please keep watching us. Please, please. <laughs> Yeah. So we're we're not denying that we're homophobic. We just want you to keep watching us. Yeah. Um, I guess the league is not happy. Premier League has has uh said that uh we wholeheartedly disagree with the pundits' views. Um uh, the Premier League and its clubs are committed to supporting LGBTQ plus inclusion That's and nice. making clear football is for everyone. That's nice. Um so just not yeah. women. That's all. Not women <laughs> and good luck. I'm, I'm, I, I'm probably going to get in trouble. There's probably Premier League women's soccer too, but yeah. Uh, but, but taking big international events and putting them into the Middle East. Yeah. Especially things that are coming from the West. Boy, you're just kind of asking for trouble. Yeah. Right. Because guess what? We're going to put some rainbows on some shit. Yeah. It's, Have some fun with that, guys. It's like Hollywood movies going into, yeah. you know, the Middle East or into China or wherever. It's just, it is a clash of cultures out there in the world yeah. right now. Yeah. And well, dicks like that guy. I, I, there you go. With a microphone. I am going to close this out with some more tragedy. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, this is, this is particularly going to hit the Just for Men Corporation hard. Oh no! Uh, because the uh, very obviously colored in goatee of one Marcus Lamb is oh. no longer with us. Oh no! Marcus Lamb is the uh, founder and president of Daystar Television Network, which is one of the big Christian nutball networks mm. here in these United States and probably abroad as well. Ugh. And uh, he he's a big deal. Uh, and has been, and for the last year and a half, has been warning his listeners, his viewers, about the dangers of COVID vaccines, mm. about the nonsense that is COVID. That, mm. that you know, it's all a right wing or it's all a left wing conspiracy. He's oh, been what he's been one of these guys. He's a he's a big hydroxychloroquine guy, ivermectin guy. Uh, and 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 just been promoting this thing. Now here's the thing. Uh, yes, he died of COVID this week. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, and you know, not enough of the anti-vaxxers are dying of COVID. So I, you know, one doesn't want to celebrate someone's death, except I kind of do for him. Uh, he, <laughs> he's he was hurting people deeply. Yeah, and I'm glad he's I'm I'm glad he's not able to do that anymore. But. Lest you think this is this is what the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this is the infuriating thing. Okay. Before he died, when when he when when Daystar and and his family announced that he was struggling with a pretty bad case of of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, they immediately jumped to a narrative 
that his people could that that their viewers could latch on to that won't be helpful because what we all hope when someone who is a huge anti-vaxxer dies of the disease that he is uh cautioning people to not get vaccinated against yeah is that people will go oh he was wrong mm -hmm. i should go do the opposite thing right that's not how these things that's work. not how this plays out and here's how it does play out immediately as soon as they announced it his son was out there saying things like this is an attack by the adversary oh my god uh he succumbed to the adversary well yeah i mean that you would think that that would also be a thing like that doesn't seem like a good message yeah but uh but that's the thing is that uh, so, so his son, Jonathan said this quote, there's no doubt in my mind that this is a spiritual attack from the enemy. Ugh. As much as my parents have gone on here to kind of inform everyone about everything going on to the pandemic and some of the ways to treat COVID, there's no doubt that the enemy is not happy about that. And he's doing everything he can to take down my dad. Uh, this is a guy who has had the all of the big players in COVID denial on his shows. He, you know, that ten penny lady and yeah, yeah, all, all, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Dell Bigtree is a guy. I don't know who. Yeah, so like the Dirty Dozen, I think they call a lot. I mm -hmm. call them, mm -hmm. and that you know that dozen people are responsible for like ninety percent of the misinformation mm -hmm. that's out there. Yep. Uh, but this guy was also responsible. This guy was perpetuating it uh, just unabashedly putting out a bunch of lies. Oh, Big Tree was the guy that, that did the film Vaxxed, which was, which was pre-COVID. Oh, my. I think. Uh, but, but was about how vaccines are... are, are awful and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just the worst i mean preventing illness and disease right just ah i, I who you wants know. that give me polio back please <laughs> sir it's like cool yeah so anyway uh one fewer promoter of those things out out there in the world yeah but uh, somebody it sounds like his family is more than happy to step in and keep it going yeah his, so his son will 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 inherit this his dad's position. It and, does make one wonder, like how many people will this event cause enough cognitive dissonance in that they will like and just sort of start looking for other sources and start wondering about things because it's got to do it with some folks, right? Right. One can hold. Okay. Well, I, I, if you listener out there in listener land have a story of some event like this actually shaking someone out of their misinformation stupor, please, please write it into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd yeah. love to hear your voice. The telephone number is 424 666. 8442. Stick around. We have voicemail and email coming right up. Well, Frank, uh, 
Tis the season. Oh, uh, yeah. For, ring, for ring, ding, dingling. For Kent Christmas. Oh. <laughs> what a lucky man. Tis, tis Is that the, his real last name? Well, it's the last name that he uses. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't check his birth certificate How, or anything. like, what would your life be like, Dan, if your last name was Christmas? Well, I'll say this. The man wears fancy shirts. <laughs> festive. I would I would go so far as to say festive. It looks like someone ate a bunch of confetti while they were heavily drinking and then vomited it all over his shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, That's what a beautiful image. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Kent Christmas before. Anyway, he... There's a mystery that uh, that that he <laughs> has... Dis- he's discovered a mystery. Uh, he has his own solution for it. But for yeah. now, let's just present... Uh, the the quandary. Indeed. I can't think of one big Democrat that's died from the coronavirus. I can't think of one billionaire that's died of the coronavirus. Bill Gates is fine. George Soros is fine. Biden's fine. He's 80 years old and half dead anyway. <clears throat> Rupert Murdoch's fine. The CEOs of Vanguard and Berkshire Hathaway and State City and Mark Zuckerberg, they're just fine. Doesn't that make you wonder? Yeah, doesn't it make you wonder? Are, are you wondering, Frank? What, what, what did all those people... What could be the common <laughs> theme? What is, what is it what? that they're all... That mm. binds all of these people together? Could it be... It must be a conspiracy. <laughs> and that's where he goes with it. It's yeah. like like he does not go. He he <laughs> he manages to deftly avoid <laughs> a conclusion that we are all that all of you if if the behavior if if your whole thing, right? Your side's approach to a real problem. He, he's he acknowledges it. He's not saying there's no coronavirus out there. He's saying that people are dying people of corona. People are dying of coronavirus, right? And it's, but it's our people. Yeah. Right? What does this mean? The only, like, real people, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. Right. The and only so, valid humans. Yeah. So whatever they're doing is the right thing, clearly. <laughs> so what are the rest of these people doing? Yeah. Well, what it means is that this is a targeted virus. I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure how you do it. Is that what he's saying? Is, did he say I did he use I, that I word? didn't watch I no. I don't watch his show. <laughs> For fortunately I have it on my DVR at home, but yeah, I haven't gotten to this episode yet. Yeah, it I mean it's good. It's obviously good. <laughs> TiVo it if you can. <laughs> DVR. Does anybody use DVR? It's all just streaming now. I excuse me. Some <laughs> things are just best enjoyed. You recorded off the live. You broadcast. sir are an eighty-seven-year-old man. I don't have a DVD. <clears throat> all right. Well, we had some folks write into us, call into us, all of those things. Um, so let's uh, let's get right to it. I will start. Uh, our good friend Teresa English, who we had on the show uh, maybe about a year ago, mm-hmm. who when when we were you know really pushing people to. To join the fray politically, oh yeah, uh, as and as an out and open atheist, yeah. Uh, and Teresa has run for office and is apparently again. She says hi from beautiful Balearica Mass. Did, is that how you say it? I have no idea. 
Uh, I have jumped into the political fray again and oh. am form- and formally announced my candidacy for state representative last month. Congratulations. Nice. Well done. Uh, the holidays are a great time for fundraising. If people are thinking about launching a campaign and as soon as the holidays are over, people start announcing their for November for the November election. Hmm. Local Democratic parties are also heavily recruiting for every position right now. And anyone who lives uh, in a place full of howler monkeys needs to be standing up for decency and reason. The time for sitting on the sidelines is over. So I just wanted to read that out because I think that that's a great thing to be thinking about in this season. Maybe you can get politically involved where you are. And now, uh, you know, 12 months before... Yeah. Or, or uh, you know, 11 months before the next election is a good time. And there's a, yeah. To find your place in that fray. And there's something for everyone. You don't have to run for office. If you want to run for office, run for office. But like, you can support a candidate in go, a go, myriad ways. Go join a campaign. A go go money goes a long ask, way. Ask your local, uh, uh, you know, party where, where you can be useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they will find a place for you. Oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah, get, get involved and be out and proud with your non-belief. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's great. So thanks, yeah. Teresa. I think we have a, a voicemail or two, maybe. We do have a couple voicemails. Um, last week, Dan, you said something that this listener oh, didn't I, care for. I said plenty of things last week. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Um, I'm hoping I can settle an argument. Uh, I'm listening to your most recent episode, and you're talking about things that Dan doesn't like about Christmas. And Christmas music came up, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry, Dan, but when it comes to Mariah Carey's incredible uh, pop anthem, you are just wrong. It is not only the best Christmas song in existence, it might be one of the best pop songs ever composed. Frank, as you were, you're doing great. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Uh, well, thank you. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe this listener has just never worked retail during the Christmas mm, season. I don't know. Because I think it maybe maybe that song worked for the first, you know, 400 times you hear it. No, a perfect song always works. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm, it, is, it is one of, <laughs> it is one of the, the few, like, pop, truly pop Christmas songs that I actually like. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I've always liked it. Google All I Want for Christmas is You worst <laughs> song ever. Uh, and the chorus of people on my side will come follow will, And there are plenty of people on the other side, Daniel. <laughs> yes, I yes. promise you. Yeah. I mean, obviously people like me and the this, listener. This is a this is a point of personal uh <laughs> preference. And I'm, uh, I'm not a huge pop music person. I don't even like Mariah Carey that yeah, much. Which, which disqualifies your position outright. <laughs> no, I know a good song when I hear it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's not even about Christmas. It's about wanting a one night stand. That's all. That's 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 the funniest thing about it. All right, uh, that's fine. I enjoy, I thank you for your opinion. Um, Seth wrote into us. Uh, Seth specifies she/her pronouns. Thank you, Seth. Uh, salutations. 
I just wanted to write in some support for Uncle Dan for committing the social taboo of not liking Christmas. Oh, a big no. reason I'm not fond of the holiday is the surreal disconnect between the trappings of Xmas and the way it's actually experienced. I find this brilliant. <laughs> Most people I know have trick-or-treated for Halloween or eaten turkey at Thanksgiving. I don't know anyone who has gone caroling or seen caroling in the wild. <laughs> Does anyone know what chestnuts roasting on an open fire taste like? I do. I do too. But, yeah. that, but it was in Europe that I had it. Yeah, same here. It's, that's different. <laughs> you don't see it here. Uh, does anyone extolling the virtues of a one horse open sleigh have the experience to back up those praises? The place I live in has seen maybe an inch and a half of snow within the last 10 years. And yet everywhere I look, paper snowmen grin back at me for mm. Christmas. It seems like we're culturally pressured into celebrating the nostalgic memories of a generation that has since died off. Oh, Wow. I They're mean, not wrong. I mean, it is a lot of. She like, is not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of like, <clears throat> what, Bing Crosby music and. Yeah. People I don't have no reference point with except for their Christmas music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, yeah, a, th true. there's just a lot in the whole, in the ethos, in the, uh, in the gestalt of Christmas mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with modern day lives. Yeah. I will say I have done caroling. Yeah, I'm familiar with caroling, too. I I, I did. But I haven't I have. seen caroling. Like, nobody goes just to random homes. We did. Really? You didn't just pick people in your ward? <sighs> it was people in the ward. I think we started it as somebody in the But, like, it was like you just go out and you just do it. I don't uh -huh. think we drove around. Because we would have had to, like, drive around between singing. Yeah. I think there I were some people in the ward. I obviously. want to revive the thing of aggressive caroling until they bring you treats. <laughs> we all want some figgy pudding. No, that's we what it used to be. It used pudding. to be like, you get us drunk and give us some <laughs> treats or like, may, or I don't know what the consequence is, but it was like, that's what you were out there for. We won't leave until we get yeah, some. We you won't just keep singing we get at some. their house. You know what? And if they're like, look, I don't have anything. There's a store around the corner. We'll we will follow you to it. <laughs> we'll stand here while you go shopping. <laughs> we'll stand here while you go shopping. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So go get some food. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I'll do another uh, email real quick. This is from David. Hey, Frank and Dan, I understand seeing people go, go overboard with decorations can be nauseating, especially mm -hmm. the over-religious. But as a non-believer, I enjoy seeing the blandness of December levitated by a nice splash of color. I agree. By the way, uh, by the way, same with offices. I'm the only non-Christian in my department, and most people are remotely are remotely working. But the blah brown needed some color. He sent us a picture of his of his cubicle decorated with some uh, some lovely red yeah. and green. That's uh, great. Yeah, business. I was I was always the one who decorated the office at my last job. Yeah, because it's you need something. <laughs> you do. I, I know exactly where the the yeah, emailer yeah. is. Go ahead from. and deck the halls. Why the hell not? <laughs> All right. Well, I have another voicemail, and uh, this listener is sharing uh, what what they're going to be up to this holiday season. Okay. 
instead of Christmas. Hi, Frank and Dan. I love your show. Thank you for existing. Um, recent ex-Mormon in Utah County and, and just living the life. But um, you guys were talking about how to survive Christmas. Um, and I've decided that this year I'm going to celebrate Saturnalia instead. And I think what I'm most excited for is that it looks just like Christmas because, like, Christmas is just Saturnalia, but the Christians took it over, you know? Anyway, so we've got the tree. We've got all the normal things. But then I get to just rib all of the Christians around me and tell them that I'm celebrating Saturnalia instead. Anyway, so excited for that um, and excited to hear some more episodes and more uh, more advice on living in this life. So thanks so much for all you do. Bye. Well, a good Saturnalia to you. A merry Saturnalia, <laughs> everyone. Let's, let us celebrate. I mean, you, you know, you're moving from celebrating one fake god to another, but that's neither here nor there. Saturn's a much better. Just top your tree. Do me a favor. Saturn is at least real. Well, it's a, actually a planet. There's a planet called Saturn. Yeah. So maybe as a tree topper, consider a planetary tree topper. Oh, yeah. Little, get some I rings like and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a that. But yes, delightful. Congratulations on leaving the church. Well done, mm-hmm. and uh, and yes, happy and, Saturnalia to you. And continuing to brave Utah County. Yes, well done. Well, uh, well, get no, out, no. get out. No, get out. I mean, you know, people, people <laughs> need if if people are willing to stay in places yeah. like Utah County, yeah. Or and fight Alabama the good fight or wherever, and 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 be there and be a presence. I I wish them you know what? all the best. Honestly, you're amazing. You are a better person than I, and 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 I, mean, I do wish them the yeah, best. We're yeah. still in Utah. It's not like we fled to some. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> great liberal, <laughs> godless place. Yeah, some some atheist <laughs> mecca. Out Get there. out of that hellhole down in Utah County. <laughs> Come up to our hellhole. Listen, <laughs> Utah County is its own version of special. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a few people to thank. I'm going to start us off. Uh, first of all, there was a whole thing. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a few weeks ago when I had COVID mm. and uh, everything kind of got broken on the show for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Frank got sick. So apologies, deep apologies it was a rough to time. Grandpa Jerry, uh, oh. who said, who, uh, in honor of the fact that we were going to have a meetup, yeah. but Grandpa Jerry couldn't come. He donated an extra hundred bucks. Oh, just, just to be sweet. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, so Grandpa Jerry, I, I, we, I'm so glad that you reached out again. So that we could properly thank you. Yeah. Uh, you uh, the you, you, the money didn't get lost in the mix, but your uh, but our appreciation did, and that's not acceptable. So thank you so much. Yeah. And also thanks to Philida, who uh, who wrote a lovely email. Just said uh, it's been a good year, so I sent you an extra fifty bucks. Oh. And fifty cents. Nice. Philida uh, has been a pa- a patriarch. Uh, since before there were patriarchs, uh, so uh, a loyal supporter, of uh, one of our uh, uh, dear dear supporters. But uh, thank you so much for the uh, for the extra added holiday yeah, that's, cheer. That's really sweet. Uh, and you've got some some other people. I do. I have. There, we have a new patron over on Patreon. Yes, man. yes. Um, <laughs> uh, who is now uh, who is a priest? Oh, who's. Blessings upon wow. you, 
priest far harder. Yes, you've purchased yourself one of the finest priesthoods. Oh, it's oh, it's it, that's it's a golden era. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, go go get you some bread and water mm. and make it magic because mm. you have that ability now. Yeah, you're so lucky. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you'd like to join these kind folk in uh, supporting the show, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. And if that is not, a, I just wanted to throw something out there. If you are in any like uh, atheist themed groups on Facebook, if you if you're you know if you're on Reddit or whatever, it would really help us a lot if uh, if your, your Christmas present to us was that you told Pope folks about the show. Oh, yeah, help get the word out. Yeah. Tell people that you like it. Lie to them and say that it's a really excellent program. <laughs> uh, any way that you can help us uh, get the word out about our show would be lovely. Yes, indeed. And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank. We do indeed. Our Lord and Savior, Demonium. Thanks, everyone. More to come. Well, Frank, Dan, uh, you know, we teased it earlier. This uh, an expose yeah. has come out about the Mormon Church and the state of Utah, <laughs> yeah. um, and the unholy alliance between the two. Oh my God! Like <laughs> which we, we knew. We're we in a theocracy. We yeah. understand that. Like if the church says jump, the legislature says how high. Right. That's how it's always been. Mm-hmm. That is how it will continue to be. But. I didn't know it was it, the, like function on the functional side of our government. This where it's feels like on the services side of our government. Like we're in illegal territory. Yeah. I, I hope it is illegal. I, you know, maybe, maybe we'll need to get uh, an Andrew on or something mm. to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Cause it seems like a problem. Here's, here's the deal. As I understand it. Uh, basically every state in these United States is forced by the federal government to do a bare minimum mm-hmm. of welfare for the poorest of uh, of our fellow citizens. Yes. And it is a pathetically low bar. Mm-hmm. It is a disgustingly low bar. For the wealthiest country in the world? Yeah. For yeah. a country that could have exactly zero poverty yeah. without breaking a sweat. Yeah. We have extreme poverty, and it is uh, and it is incredibly difficult to get services. Mm-hmm. Um, in Utah, they find ways to set that bar as low, a little bit lower. Uh, and one of the ways that they have done to be as to be as shitty as they can possibly be mm-hmm. is they've turned over a, a percentage of that serving of our, our lower income population. Yeah. Our actual welfare program providing for the, you know, poor and, 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 yeah. and, and the injured and yeah. the, those who, who cannot do for themselves. Yeah. Uh, they turned it over to the church. Yeah. And then, and they have no problem with the fact that the church whom they've turned it over to mm-hmm. demands membership. Yeah. Before they will, before they will do the practice, think these, about these services, providing services. Yeah, 
Because once, even if you remember, there's still strings attached. Yeah. For, for, for receiving, you know, because they have the bishop's warehouse or storehouse or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, members of the church who are in need of, of, uh, food and toilet paper and basic need necessities. Right. Um, it's a, basically a, a church run supermarket. Yeah. From, I've, I've never been in one, but this is, I've heard. Yeah. And you go in and they have all this, like, because the church owns a, a vast agricultural empire yeah and 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 food production like facilities yeah and so they have all this like church baked bread and church made cheese and dairy products canned vegetables yeah pasta sauce whatever whatever you know obviously not no spices of any kind (laughs) uh it's the prophet requires that it be bland right um no i've actually heard people be really positive about the quality of the food yeah, um, I've I've, and, I've eaten it. I've never been to the storehouse, but yeah. I've I've eaten the food that they're from, and it's yeah. it's totally fine. It's good. Yeah. Uh, however, in order to go there, mm-hmm. the reason it's called the bishop's storehouse is because each person that wants to go there has to go and grovel to their bishop, mm-hmm. and their bishop decides with them or for them mm-hmm. how much food they actually need mm-hmm. and how much they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, the bishop actually has the ability to pay people's rent, their uh, phone bills. Yeah, when I worked when I worked for a a, a cell phone company, uh, you know, fifteen years ago, uh-huh. a couple of times people came in and paid very large phone bills uh, uh-huh. with a check from the church. It's just crazy. <clears throat> yeah, but it's but the thing is, this is the job of the government. Yeah, and. To, and what they've done is create a religious test to receive aid. Mm-hmm. The thought of which for me, like just literally go and read the New Testament and see if you, there's anywhere where it says, where Jesus says, help the poor, mm-hmm. but first make sure that they sign a contract that they love me. But the, yeah, well, yeah, and that they're, they're worthy of yeah. the help. Worthiness mm-hmm. is really the main thing that you need to take into consideration <laughs> when you're helping someone who's starving. You have to be a tithe payer, right? The bishop, like if, okay, so you're out of work or you're only bringing in a very small amount of money. Yeah. Whatever money is coming in, they want you paying 10%. Yeah. They want you to be a full tithe payer. So you have to give up what uh, some of the the... The, the very little means that you have. Right. And, and then they, and then the, then they're willing to pay your phone bill and get you some cheese the, and, and whatever. And they literally control you. Mm-hmm. They have you over a fucking barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the state won't do shit for you. And, and you know, this, a lot of this is for people who are just above the line where the state has mm-hmm. to do something. Mm-hmm. It uh, that is that that line is arbitrary and does not mean and being above it does not mean you can feed your family, right? Uh, because we live in a very very shitty country <laughs> that does not take care of its people. Yeah. So, but yeah, this uh, th- I I gotta think that this is a constitutional violation. I yeah I don't know the ins and outs of exactly what the relationship is. I mean, it's not like the state has officially said, 
our welfare services are provided by the Mormon church? Uh, I mean, it kind of does, Frank. They, there is a budgetary agreement that the state has with the church welfare program, which I don't understand what that, like the implications of that, mm-hmm. the full implications of that. Mm-hmm. But there is some sort of like handshake there. Hmm. So I, I, I find it yeah. shocking. Right. I mean, this is part of that. I mean, the right wing wants to divest the government of all services. And, mm-hmm. and you know, this was W had all of his faith-based initiatives and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's desperately important that it be kept out of the faith realm and kept in the political realm. Well, yeah, because the, the power to coerce people into a religion... It, it, it shouldn't exist. It should in, like, in, like, like no one should have, no one should feel that they have to join a church to feed their family. Just have their basic needs taken care of. Yeah. It's That's unconscionable. A, right. It's absurd. Yeah. It may actually, you know, if it is illegal, this, this expose may, might be enough to actually have some real teeth because everywhere else, but here Mormons are the weirdos. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they realize that. And mm. a lot of times they think they can do things with impunity. But then again, you know, there's this sort of gentleman's agreement among all of the faiths that uh, that will all just not interfere in when when they're doing what we want to do anyway. <laughs> then we, you know why why would we why would yeah. we interfere with that? Yeah, it's a weird thing. Uh, it's I don't know. I it genuinely shocked me. It genuinely surprised me. I found it shocking, and then I was like, well, yeah, of course, that's how they would do it. Yeah. Like, because it just makes, it's so perfectly Utah. It's so perfectly the Mormon church. It's so, it's so deviously manipulative mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and heartless, mm-hmm. uh, and, and such a bald faced grab for members, mm-hmm. uh, it's real. It's a really dark ugliness, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but they, I'm sure they celebrate it. I'm sure they think it's real cute. Well, they're bringing souls unto Christ. Yeah. Through their 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 good works, through their welfare program. Right. It's an inspired program, Dan. Of course it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a. It's a. And it should be an inspiration to all the world. If only they could find such an effective, coercive technique to get more people to join the church yeah they're i mean i guarantee you they have an r&d department that's like this is constantly workshopping all of these (laughs) all of these ideas what are their muslims doing they're growing right let's (laughs) let's let's look at what they're doing well uh if you have ever been coerced into religion uh in order to feed your family please feel free to tell us about it uh podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 yeah hey go to the facebook page would you facebook.com slash tgi atheist click the like button it's just a nice thing to do and if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges they're online communities of like-minded people yeah you can find them by going to our website thankgodimatheist.com slash Members only, and you'll find the links there. Yeah! Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston 
for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, dear friends, for tuning in. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.